Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone welcome back to another episode of friends from work a podcast about all things in the marvel cinematic universe and it's hosted by me kyle sconowell and my longtime friend robbie earl robbie and i have hinted at this day for a long time we've heard your feedback we finally have some merchandise some friends wow. from work merch yes so today's our big merch announcement day are you ready I'm ready. Hit me. (laughs) I guess you have to be at this point. (laughs) Um, That's right. We have a limited number of Friends from Work t-shirts. They look super dope. We're super pumped about them. And I cannot wait to get them into your hands. So this is kind of a new thing for us here at Friends from Work. This is kind of like the pre-merch Friends from Work and the post-merch Friends from Work life. So get used to it now. New status quo. (laughs) New status quo. Get them while they're hot, people, okay? And let me explain to you how you can get these. While supplies last, go to the ffwpodcast.com and there's a store link up there where you can see those shirts there. And we will have the link on Instagram in our bio. So you can find it there as well. Okay. Once you go on there, you click on the shirt, you choose your size, it goes to your cart and old Kyle ships it to you. Okay. So (laughs) we are super excited about this, Robbie. Let's go. Man, I, I heard, I can't, I can't say this for sure, but I heard that wearing one of these shirts is guaranteed to make you friends. Uh, I think that's true. And I've heard that if you play your cards right, I might get you one for free. Wow. So, you know, keep it up here. You get a comp shirt. Wow. I, I, I will say, I think what's really fun about this is we're doing these in in limited batches, like what Kyle said, um, and, and sort of as a way of time stamping them. So if if we do more of these down the line, which we, we plan to, they won't be quite the same shirt. So I, oh. I I think it's kind of fun if you want to get in here and get the uh, you know the original Friends from Work T-shirt, and then you know just also get every subsequent Friends from Work T-shirt that we release. Uh, that just seems reasonable. Or also other items, maybe. Uh. Hint, hint, hint. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go, baby. Wow. Um, 
Also, on another note, this episode also marks new territory for us because we added a donate button on our website. So if you guys out there have been longtime listeners, loyal listeners, and you just want to give back to Robbie and I, we would appreciate it. Friends from Work is a podcast that is listener supported, and we would absolutely love your support. Obviously, no pressure, okay? But if you're interested in looking into that, also on our website, the FFWpodcast.com, there is a link there for support or donate, something like that. And that's where you can just send us money, and that directly goes to us and helps fund more cool things on the podcast. Again, no pressure, but we would absolutely love it if you feel so inclined. But that's not all, people. Here we go. Infomercial, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, not only do we now have shirts available now, go right now to the FFWpodcast.com. Also, you can donate right now. We have another really fun episode coming up this week. Yep. We, ooh, okay. I, I, I feel like we tease stuff all the time, but but this is a fun tease. At the end of this episode, we'll talk a little bit more about what we have coming for you in a few days. But know now, clear your schedules, Friday, you're going to want to sit down and listen to this bad boy. We're really excited about it. It might move you so much emotionally that you need to pull the car over and stop before you start listening to this, okay? Uh Guys, it is so good to be back with you all. We've been waiting to do this episode for a long time. Our draft-style power rankings of the theme music for specific characters in the MCU, okay? If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that Robbie and I bring up the music a lot. We've talked about the themes and lack thereof for some MCU characters, and so... We've hinted at doing this episode forever. It's long overdue, and we're finally going to dive into it here, okay? Now, there's some gray area on these rules, Rob. Um, <laughs> let, me, let, me lay the, let me lay the groundwork right. here first, okay? You are going to pick a character that you think has the best theme. That'll be your first pick. Then I will go and take one. I cannot repeat your answer. And we'll go for 10 total picks. And at the end, we'll have two teams of five. And then we'll let our listeners vote on who do you think ended up with the better roster of theme music. I love it. I mean, I'm going to win. before we get started. Which is why I love it. <laughs> well, okay. Okay, careful. Careful with the trash talk. <laughs> before we get started, the gray area here is, and this will be fun to discuss, but some of these things are hard to decipher what is the actual theme versus what is just a song that's kind of associated. Like I know, Robbie, we talked about like Black Panther. Like, what is his theme? Is it the Wakanda track? Right. Which I kind of felt like, no. But then you thought maybe it's something else. And so there's a little bit of gray area here, which maybe speaks a little bit to how good of a job the MCU has done with themes. But that's the gray area. I'm going to shut up now and let you take over. I So so first off, I, I want to say if if you're a newer listener here, we haven't done one of these in, in a long time. Uh, these used to be more frequent episodes and we have a lot of fun with these power rankings so if you listen to this and you have fun we've got a couple of of those from way back that you can go and check out um that uh that we really enjoy we did one with i think what most cheerworthy like epic moments uh, mm-hmm. we did one where we were ranking best villains in the mcu so there's some fun stuff there um but yeah i i've been we've talked about doing this one i feel like really since we started the podcast. So this is another one of those things that uh, we've just 
never had the right time to do it, but now it's the time. So I'm excited. Let's get mm. into it. Um, okay. So first off, I did want to clear one thing just because okay, like, here we go. I, I, I have to, we, we just have to know what's on the table and what's off the table. And <laughs> I feel like as we are talking about specific themes, I don't think that the Avengers theme is fair game. Okay. Correct. I did not include any group themes. That also okay. includes the Guardians, which you know okay, I love that, that theme question. so much. Yes, well, okay. Right, and so this is not going to just be the coolest music in the MCU podcast, right? This is specifically a theme that is associated with a character, can be a villain in my mind, but it can't yeah. just be cool songs. Because, yeah, like... I think the the Marvel theme in general would be up there. I think the Avengers theme would be up there. I think the Guardians of the Galaxy theme would be up there, but I'm not including any of those. Right. Right. Okay. No, that's that's helpful because I do and and to to what you said earlier, I think that that is sort of the point here is the songs that cue like you hear it and you're expecting a particular person to now be on screen. Like that's what we're going for here, I think. Right. Like here's another one that's a really interesting gray area. The Civil War theme that Henry Jackman just used a bunch on the Falcon and Winter Soldier to the bum, 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 bum. Yep. I love that one, but is that really associated with one character? I think it's just associated with sadness and disagreement. Yeah. And Cap kind of, but that's not Cap's theme, you know? Right, right. See, that's what I mean. So it's not just best music. And I, I think the other thing that's that's interesting there is something's have been repurposed somewhat, right? Like the first time that we hear that theme in Civil War is whenever it's showing uh, Bucky in, in Siberia coming back mm. with the formula, not whenever we first see Zemo, right? So like now I feel like Jackman's using that as a Zemo theme. Right. I think that theme is fair game. The As a Zemo theme. Right. Yes, correct. Yeah, I think that's fair. But yeah, my, oh, my point is it. these things evolve some. <laughs> right. I love it. I can already see this now. First of all, everyone's going to hear us sing a bunch on this episode, which is awesome. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I can see it now. We post our two teams and people are going to be like, that person wouldn't beat that person. Guys, it's a music theme power <laughs> rankings, okay? They're not fighting. I'm already putting that out there because I know that's the comment we're going to get. Um, by the so way, by the way, sorry. This is totally off topic. Uh do you? I don't know if we ever talked about this. Maybe maybe we did briefly, but not on air. Those conversations are always hilarious to me, though. Uh, like there was an interview where someone asked um, Wyatt Russell how he would fare in a battle against Thanos during yeah, yeah, yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, and he was like, oh, I mean, he would have gotten crushed. And it was this, like, headline on all the comic book websites. Yes, yes. Which is just, <laughs> like... I think it's anyway. It's funny that we that in we today's least those. shocking news of all time. Right, fake Captain America that has no powers would get absolutely destroyed by the strongest character in the entire <laughs> MCU. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Shockworthy. Um, okay, okay. Let's dive into this. Sorry. So I'm going to start this off, and in some ways, this won't be at all surprising uh, for most folks, but I, I do feel like it might be controversial to you specifically. 
Okay, whoa, 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 Robbie. I just, I just thought of something. Okay. I know I just set this up <laughs> as you picked, then I picked, and you picked, and I picked. But technically, if you were doing like fantasy football, that would not be fair because you would get to go first mm. at the top of every round. So that's why people do snake drafts. Right. So I'm changing the rules right now before we start. So to make it fair, you pick one, and then I go two, three. Then you go four, five. I go six, seven. You go eight, nine, and then I go ten. Does that make sense? So that does make sense. If you get the first pick, I get to turn around and do two after that. Okay. So does that mess you up? No, no, no. I, I will say one, I love that. Two, I am not necessarily going to pick these in any particular order in terms of what I prefer the most or the least. I'm going to pick these somewhat strategically so that I can maybe get the <laughs> ones that I think you and I might might both be vying for. Oh, you're trying to read my mind and know what I'm going to take. Oh, yeah, okay. only if it's one that I was going to yeah. pick anyway, if it's on my list. But the thing is if I I'm not going to I'm not going to use my number 1 pick on something that I know you're not going to pick right. anyway. <laughs> right. And like I got pick number 3 for me. I might drop a little bit down and get get it for better value later, even though I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, okay, okay. All right, you go first. I like where your head's at. Okay. Here. Okay, okay. So, I am going to start this off my number one pick with a 2021 pick <laughs> in the friends from work <laughs> fantasy power rankings theme music draft dr strange oh gosh maybe we've talked about this in the past too much <laughs> that was my number one so it's off the board I, that's that's the andrew luck that's the trevor lawrence it's off the board everyone know consensus number one it's it, it, you know the thing is i i do know that you love that theme uh i, I that is though one that i I really do think is one of the best themes in the MCU. It's it's immediately recognizable. It fits the character and the vibe of that movie so well. And it's in terms of like part of what I was doing as I was going through these was also thinking like which of these themes get stuck in my head the most because I listen mm-hmm. to these scores a lot. And this is definitely up there. Um, so I I just it, – it it really – this is this and a few others, it's funny because – the movies are are not necessarily the ones that I revisit right. the most, but the scores are, and that's what's kind of wild, and, and this is a case of that for me. That's why I was fascinated to do this. I'm pumped because, yeah, like Doctor Strange is not my favorite movie or favorite character, but, yeah, there's something about that theme. It matches his personality and vibe perfectly, in my opinion. Yep. Secondly, they use it all the time in different ways. So sometimes it's like fast paced and hyper, like he's running. Sometimes it's like the Baroque thing yeah. with a harpsichord. And then sometimes they use it with just a soft piano to almost convey like a sad type thing, which I think the multifacetedness, the versatility of the theme takes the top spot here. And that's a good whenever point. you hear it, even in WandaVision, you immediately know, no matter what rendition of it is, oh, that's Doctor Strange which that kind of association with the character is what I'm looking for. And just so we're clear, Robbie's talking about the bum, ba da da dum bum, 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 boo-doo-doo-doo, right? Yep. That's what we're talking ah, about it's here. It's so good. And even it then, is so good. it's the, the, by the way, if you're, if you're listening to this episode and you're trying to play some of these themes, we have just finished revising the brand new updated version of our journey through the MCU playlist, which is on Spotify. And that will take you all the way through our, our rewatch order in in our rewatch order. Uh, sorry. 
<clears throat> that will take you all the way through the the rewatch and the order that we went through those films, um, and now up to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and and then after Loki, we'll we'll update it then as well. But that will have at least a track from each film, and so for instance, uh, Go for Baroque is is the track on there from the Doctor Strange film, and and that's maybe my favorite iteration of that theme. And guys, Robbie's put a ton of work into that playlist. We don't get anything from it. Like, I don't care if you listen to it or not, but if you like following the music, it's a good place to go. It's got a good variety on there. I listen to it all the time. So does my wife. Okay, with the number two pick in the 2021 draft, Kyle selects Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff. Oh, I knew it was coming. Okay. okay. Now, you knew I had to get in there. Um, everything I just said with Doctor Strange applies here. I loved that at the beginning of WandaVision, when we start getting the track Wanda's theme, I think it's literally what it's called, mm-hmm. um, it's always in the credits and it's so mysterious sounding, which was perfect because we didn't know if Wanda was bad. Is she good? You're trying to guess. Like the vibe fit perfectly. Right. And then later on in the show, you all of a sudden get this very powerful, like triumphant version of it just by tweaking a few notes, a few chords. And... It gives you the whole like feeling anyways. Mm. So I just think that theme is so versatile, captures all the right feelings. I love it. I have to also add here, I've been listening to the music of WandaVision. I've also been rewatching WandaVision. Uh, The music's unbelievable on that show. It really is. Christoph Beck would be towards the top for me of all the composers. Yeah. Um, And so go back and check some of those songs out. I am so impressed with what he pulled off. And that leads me right into my number three pick. My number three pick. Now, here's where it gets a little fun, right? Because I had a different number three, but I feel like I can get this person at five. So I'm going to save it. My number three pick in the 2021 draft is Ant-Man. Man. That one hurts. Again. That one hurts. Yeah, that, I knew you liked that one. I know we're on the same page with Christoph Beck and his themes. Um, and this one, you know, doesn't have quite the versatility. Like, they don't use it in a sad way a lot of times. Right. But it's just so much fun. And the second you hear it, you're like, we are sneaking around and spying. <laughs> and we feel like we are ants. Oh, oh yeah. You know, and it just works perfectly. Well, and and I would say, because I, I do feel like... Um, this that does take this theme off the table as well, but I'm such a fan of the Ant Man and the Wasp theme where he kind of takes that and then merges it with something that's that like he he makes it kind of darker and a bit bigger, and and that's such a great example of the versatility where it he doesn't use it to to be like super sad necessarily, but if you go and listen to the to the opening track of the Ant Man and the Wasp soundtrack, I think it's called "It Ain't Over Till the Wasp Lady Sings." Um, it's, that's incredible. There's such a great, it's, it's a great example of that. It's still the Ant-Man theme that you recognize, but there are all these other elements that he's adding in, not to the point where I feel like I can, I can draft it as a separate theme, but enough to where I think it, it shows how, like just how creative he is as a composer. Okay. Let me quickly add something here too. So Robbie took Dr. Strange with pick one. If you want to reference our playlist, listen to Go for Baroque. Like he said, that's a good way to hear what we're talking about. I took Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, as pick number two. If you want to know what I'm talking about, you can listen to Wanda's theme, it's called, or Ascendant 
by Christoph Beck, where it has the triumphant thing I'm talking about. And then with the third overall pick, I took Ant-Man, which you can listen to. I think it's called Theme from Ant-Man or Anthropody. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I never, I've never known, but that's another great one. Yep. So just catching everybody up. Okay, pick number four now in the 2021 draft goes back to Robbie Earl. All right, all right. So this is the the second pick for my team here. And, you know, I'm going to go big with it. I'm going to go Killmonger. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew I could get value later. It It is, you, you probably knew it was coming. Um, I just, that's one, again, that I, every time I listen to it, like sometimes you listen to these songs and there's like a certain comfort of listening to it because it's just really familiar or you like it because it like puts you back into the mode of watching the movie. Like that's a lot of the reason why I enjoy listening to these soundtracks. But sometimes you come across a track that is just so incredible on its own that listening to it is an experience unto itself. And that to me is what this Killmonger track is. It's unlike anything mm. else in the MCU. And it, it's, this was the, the moment for me that that I I mean it, it contributes so much to what Killmonger is as a character. But I would say this is the moment when I really became a diehard Ludwig Jorensen fan. Mm-hmm. So he's also incredible. He's got the Mandalorian theme, which is probably the best part of the Mandalorian in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta check that out. But if you are confused about this, it's literally called Killmonger's theme and it features some 808 boom 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 which is dope as all get out. It makes you feel so cool the second you listen to it. And, Robbie, I might add, if you're super nerdy like me, there's a podcast out there. It's also on Netflix called Song Exploder. And Ludwig actually takes you through this exact theme, the Killmonger theme, like from start to finish, all the instruments, his thought process behind it, how he wants to mix in like the modern urban 808 stuff with the track. It's really, really cool. So I love your pick there. Thank you. I, man, he's one of those composers that I'm super excited uh, to follow his career. Like I, I, I hope that he sticks yep. around the MCU and like, I, I hope he does what Christoph Beck has done um, and sticks around for a couple different projects. Something that I, I feel like we've been moving more towards in the MCU as of late is folks kind of sticking around again and, and maybe getting to work, mm-hmm. not just with particular franchises, but exploring outside of those. Um, you know, I, I saw that, I mean, Christoph Beck was around for the Ant-Man movies. I think he's coming back for the next Ant-Man film and then obviously um, has done WandaVision and I hope we'll, we'll stick around to work with uh, whatever franchise spins off of that and... Um, I yeah I I hope for that sort of consistency as we're moving forward because that's kind of what this whole thing is about. Like I think having the same composer stick around and be able to play with the same melodies is exactly right. how we wind up with these really memorable themes and the kind of memorable moments that those themes create. Two other things there quickly. One, Ludwig is blowing up too, which I love. He did Tenet, Christopher Nolan's yep. most recent movie, and so I think he's gonna. His career trajectory is to the moon right now at this point. Um, And secondly, it's also fascinating that not only do we now have composers sticking around, but what's it like for these composers to then have to pick up themes from other people? Like if if Michael Giacchino does Doctor Strange 2, he now has to mix in WandaVision's theme that Christoph Beck made. I think 
Otherwise, you're not treating the character right. In the way that Henry Jackman has been doing in Falcon and Winter Soldier with themes that other people had started, like Alan Silvestri, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I will say, uh, Giacchino has has actually done, he's done that a bit here and there. Um, One of my favorite parts of the Spider-Man Homecoming score is the opening bit whenever, you know, and, and you'll remember in the movie when Michael Keaton's got the picture of Avengers Tower, you know, drawn by his daughter. He does a little play on the Avengers theme that sort of transitions into the the homecoming score yep. in kind of a really fun way. And so I would love to see him him it seems like he's very okay working with with other compositions in a way that I think some composers have maybe either not been interested in doing or for whatever reason felt like they they couldn't do. Like I I I know that we'll probably talk about some of these composers later, so I'm not going to badmouth them, but I do feel like they, when you listen to their takes on characters, it can often feel like a hard break. Like it's like, this is the new era starting with Mm -hmm. me now composing. And I always like when there can be a little bit more integration. Agreed. Okay. Pick number five. You have it again. All right. Um, You know, again, this is so tricky, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to stick on the on the villain train here and no. I think I'm going to no, take no. the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I can I can live with that. That's not the one I was hoping. Okay, oh, good. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm curious what yours is now. Winter Soldier was my next pick. What a great. I mean, that talk about unique. You just went really unique with your picks. Killmonger and Winter Soldier. Those are like the two most unique sound effects that we have in the MCU. <laughs> Well, and and those are two again where well all you know all three of mine, I I felt this way about, but especially like Winter Soldier, all you need is one sound, and you know exactly what character is being referenced, which is kind yep. of kind of incredible. Like you really only need I mean one second of audio, and you know that we're dealing with with Bucky Barnes, and I think that that's super impressive, and and I really like the way that Henry Jackman worked that into the Falcon Winter Soldier. As I was going back through listening, working on this playlist, uh, you get little hints of it in that very first episode whenever um, he's having the nightmare flashback. Mm-hmm. But then in the scene in, uh, in Madripoor, whenever he's pretending to still be the Winter Soldier and Zemo has him fight the guy, like it's it comes back just kind of full on. And it's just like, I... It, it does everything that I want a theme to do. What I'm really curious about is now that he has kind of seemingly fully left that persona behind, uh, I wonder how much that sticks around in future iterations of Bucky. Because I, I get why in some ways tonally it wouldn't make sense, but I think I would really miss it because it's just so, it's so memorable. And like you said, it's so unique. We've seen in the Falcon and Winter Soldier that he has put that past kind of behind him. But I'm with you. If he has to get into like an epic fight again, even if he's not evil, it still could be kind of cool if he's like kicking butt to throw that in there. Um, Okay. With the sixth pick in our draft, I'm excited about this one. This is the one I was going to grab at three. That's how much I love it. But I I waited here. Okay. Because I knew you were going to take Ant Man. Um, (laughs) With the sixth pick in the draft, I take Vulture and his theme. So, oh. boom, 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 boom. Man. So stinking cool. It's, it really is like, 
it's the best part of that score, I think. Um, I, and I think that that Far From Home is is better on the Spider-Man front in terms of what it does with his theme. But and the way that it, it's sort of the second one weaves that weaves Spider-Man and Mysterio's themes in some really fun ways, talking about kind of versatility. But yeah, every time you hear that Vulture theme come in in Homecoming, it's it's like an, it's a notch up for sure. If you're looking for that song, you can actually find it on our playlist, Journey Through the MCU, on the Spider-Man Homecoming Suite. You'll hear it in yep. the middle there. It's it's money in the bank. Um, okay, and then with pick number seven, this is where you're going to learn that this is not favorite movies or characters, okay? <laughs> because with pick number <laughs> Ooh, seven, I, think I, I am selecting Captain Marvel's. Yes. Well, I mean. Wow. Wow. That's how you know it's not Kyle's favorite characters. No, I think the music in that movie, the score overall is okay, but her theme in particular, I think mm-hmm. they really got right. Yeah. And well, it's actually yeah. track number two on our Journey Through the MCU playlist, so you can hear it there. I just really like the synth bass incorporation early on. Kind of mm-hmm. makes it sound a little more futuristic. The synth bass starts, and then it kind of culminates with a boom, boom. As it's like descending. I like that. And then it kind of builds all the way up to that last horn part, which is really triumphant. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Marvel is the seventh overall pick in our draft. Man, that's a really, that's a good, you're, you're taking so many that I have on here. It's, I'm, I'm scrambling a little bit. Um, so so my roster so far is Scarlet Witch, Ant-Man, Vulture, and Captain Marvel. And so far you have Dr. Stephen Strange, Killmonger, and Winter Soldier. Yep. These are, yeah, these are some eclectic groups that we got here. I like <laughs> yep, it. Yep, okay. Pick number eight, baby. Let's um, go. And, well, and, and I will say one way that you know that that Captain Marvel theme is great is it's one of the few that gets its own little moment in uh, an endgame. Like whenever yeah. she shows up to save Tony, Silvestri gives, gives that theme a little shout out, which I always love. Mm. Um, okay, number eight. So my, my fourth pick. So I'll do two here. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Your fourth and fifth. This is your roster. This is it. Wow. Okay. Okay. So now I feel like I can, I can ease up a little bit. I've gotten the ones I thought might've been more contested. So these are actually maybe more towards the top of my list, um, in terms of ones I listen to and kind of have emotional response to my, my real number one pick is going to be this next one. Um, and that (laughs) is of course, Captain America's theme by Alan Silvestri. Uh, which, you know, you have to, you do have to differentiate because Cap has another also really great theme that Henry Jackman wrote um, that's been used since Winter Soldier. Really, the Cap theme that that I think we all associate with him still. So good. It's like, it's so simple and it's so good. And I know that I know that one resonates a lot more with me than it does with you, but that mm-hmm. is also sort of Cap. Um, but I feel like, it's, it's crazy because that theme was really, it was used obviously in the first Avenger. And I was thinking about it. I don't know that it's really been used much at all since then. It, it, it's used in the very opening scene of Winter Soldier. Whenever he's running in the mall, we get just like a little bit of like the, the callback. And then it kind of moves into Jackman's whole own score, which I do respect him giving a little bit of it. Um, 
And then we get it, in my mind, pretty memorably in Endgame whenever uh, Tony pulls the shield out of the trunk, which is just, again, such, like those are the moments that I, that I love, and that's why I appreciate that theme being there, even though Jackman sort of modernizes it for the kind of shield agent cap. I, I still like that that it gets, you know, woven in there at random points just as a reminder of kind of Cap's origins and this sort of classic World War II feeling thing. Because of that, you can have a moment like that with Cap in Endgame that unfortunately mm. you really can't with Tony. I mean, like we have great right. moments with Tony, but you know what I mean? Like you don't right. get you don't get a callback to the the first Iron Man film. In, right in Endgame, which we've talked about a lot. It's a shame that Tony doesn't have a more recognizable theme. I think they got away with it because of the ACDC stuff. Because right. I do associate that stuff with Iron Man, and it is really cool and it works. It's just not a theme you can kind of constantly throw in. But right. like you know, it worked like in the Avengers when he takes over the PA True. and shows up. It's kind of like, hey, Tony's here, and you know exactly what that means. <laughs> It's just not the same theme, so I can't consider that. As far as just the themes go, Captain America wipes the floor with Tony because he never really got an appropriate one. Right. And I agree. When he takes the shield out in Endgame of the back of the car, that is one of the coolest usages of it because it immediately brings you to a different place of nostalgia yeah, just on a, like yep. six notes or whatever it is, you know? that's Yeah, that's exactly right. But you're, you're right. Like the, the back and black thing, that does allow for – for or shoot the a, thrill. Right. Well, just, yeah, just ACDC gives you a little bit of a moment, even in Far From Home. Like, that's maybe the closest thing to that S.H.I.E.L.D. moment where right. they, they play the classic Cap theme is, is yeah, Peter um, listening to, <laughs> to Led Zeppelin. Um, I mean, it, it operates <laughs> the same way, you know? Like, when starts, you know right. exactly, oh, Tony's here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, that's a good point. But, that's a good point. I knew that you were going to take Captain America there because you knew I wasn't going to take it. That would be your number one probably, yep. but <laughs> but you knew you could get good value on it. Nice. See, trying to be strategic here. Um, okay, okay, with your last pick. So my my last pick, you might fight me on this a little bit because this one's going to get into a little bit of gray area. Um, I'm going to say Thor, and and I'm talking about a specific uh, track here. Um, okay. So okay, which this, this which is, one? So, That's the problem. So what I'm what I'm thinking of here is the Thor theme as it appears in the track "Where To" on Thor Ragnarok, um, and and the reason I know that it's a little bit gray is because you have a theme in Thor, you have a different theme in Dark World, and then you have a theme for Ragnarok, but then he weaves in the Thor theme that Patrick Doyle wrote for the first film. And I feel like that works really well. And when he uses that, I, I kind of go back to classic Thor again, even though you and I have talked about, that's one of my least favorite movies. It still has a bit of a nostalgic effect. So there's a, there's a bit there at the end. Uh, it's the very last scene in the movie. And that's, what's so cool about it. It's as he's kind of walking up to, to take the throne. It's, Mark Mothersbaugh is playing the same track or using parts of the same track that Patrick Doyle used in the opening scene of the first Thor when he's walking down the aisle to the throne. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It feel, it's so regal. I think it's really like 
Mm-hmm. We've we've talked like the Thor: The Dark World soundtrack is actually pretty fantastic, so I'm not dissing that. But I do right. feel like the connective tissue there works really well for me. And this is one where I, I looked ahead of this episode. I do like that Mark Mothersbaugh is returning for Love and Thunder, so that'll be the first time Ooh, okay. we've had two, two or the same composer for two consecutive Thor films. So I'm really curious to see what he brings over. Because it, it's unclear in that film what he's using to be, like, Thor's theme apart from that, which clearly is Thor's theme um, from the first film. But one thing, like, one of the reasons I'm kind of curious is he's definitely doing, in terms of, of film trilogies, he's doing something really cool there by sort of ending Thor at the same place where we saw him, but he's kind of gone, you know, he's gone full circle, um, but has also, you know, moved up sort of like seven story mountain sort of a thing um, where he's now like, he wanted to be King without really understanding what that entailed. And that's the first time we hear that now he doesn't want to be King, but he kind of has to be King in that moment at the end of Ragnarok, knowing fully the weight of that and what that entails. And so part of me wonders if that's going to be the end of that theme. You know, it kind of comes to its conclusion hmm. there and then we drop that. Or if he's going to continue to kind of work with that and, and repurpose it moving forward. I'm leaning towards he probably drops it. I love that this is your last pick for so many reasons because this transitions me into so many different thoughts perfectly. First off, I think that's a little bit of the shame of this whole thing, like with Thor, like it's a bummer because Thor has two of the coolest moments in the entire MCU. And it's not even debatable. And both of them do not use his theme. When he shows up in Wakanda, Mm -hmm. it's actually the Avengers theme, which hits harder than you can ever have it hit. And it's incredible. I actually think by the way, it hits harder there than it even does in portals. Um, And then you also have, when he realizes his power in Ragnarok and it's immigrant song. Now yeah. both songs work better than I ever could imagine. I wouldn't want it changed, but that's an interesting thought because if Thor had such a recognizable theme like that, those could have been times to really blast us with it, you know? Yeah. So the fact that you even picked Thor is interesting because I love a lot of Thor's music. Like you're saying across the board, including dark worlds music. I mm-hmm. love it. That's often where I start the playlist. Um, but you're right. There hasn't been a crazy tie between all those movies. And I really do enjoy what Mark Mothersbaugh did trying to blend those together. But because he never had like one obvious theme, that's what makes it harder for this specific exercise. Right. The next thing I want to say is that these themes are so cool and I love thinking about them, but that's not all the good music in the MCU. I almost want to do a whole nother episode of just other themes that move me so much because mm. like I said, the Avengers theme would probably be my number one pick. The oh, fact that sure. Alan Silvestri got that so correct that it can elicit such an emotional response is unbelievable. But mm-hmm. there's a ton of other stuff. Like I said, the civil war theme brings me sadness. Wanda and visions love theme is unbelievable. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. The Guardians of the Galaxy theme brings me so many chills. It's up there the with Wakanda any of the theme. most powerful moves. The Wakanda theme, these are all, oh, Porch with Thanos is yep. one of the best pieces of music they've ever written. So there's other music that you can find in the movies and on our playlist that are just unbelievable. They just don't fit into this exercise. But that just gets me excited thinking <laughs> about all the music that I like. And to the Avengers theme, like that is the perfect example of what you were talking about at the beginning of the episode with something being like with the Wanda theme. It's so versatile. Like I remember you and I've talked about this. The first time that you hear that theme at the end of Infinity War on piano is Uh, unbelievable. It's You you can't find more versatility than in that theme. (laughs) And then my last little tangent before I announce my last pick is – Dude, when I sat down to do this exercise and I made a list of all the candidates that I want to pick, I'm already almost out and we're only 10 picks in. And I think that's a little bit of a bummer because although I do think the music overall has been unbelievable, as I've said many times on this podcast, I do wish that other uh, characters had even more recognizable themes here. I do have some honorable mentions, but you're going to laugh at what my last pick is. My last pick. I'm so excited. With the 10th overall pick in the 2021 Power Rankings Music Theme Draft, Kyle selects the Spider-Man theme. And. Wow. I know. Now, listen, I have poked at that theme in the past a little bit for being a little bit too playful. But one, I still like it. Two, when I'm looking at what my other candidates are, it's a shame I don't have more options at this point. I was nervous it was going to come to this. Like, this is a reluctant 10th pick for me because that theme doesn't quite pack the punch I want it to in the movies, Mm -hmm. but I still very much enjoy listening to it. I enjoy listening to the overall homecoming and far from home Spider-Man renditions of it where they have the plucking strings and boom, 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 Mm boom. It's fun. I think that's what it gets really correct. I just wish it was a little more versatile to where it can be powerful too, you know? But dude, now that I say that, what are my other options? You could say Mysterio's theme, which I don't recognize that much off the top of my head, so that tells you something. Right. Um, I almost chose Hulk's theme because I think the Hulk theme is really cool, but I can't choose Hulk's theme. You know why? Because they never bring it back in. Right. It's from The Incredible Hulk, which we don't even count as our rewatch, basically. And then they right. never bring it back in. But not everything from that movie is bad. And that's one thing that actually works. The Yeah. I think that could have been cool and used multiple times. Yeah, it's such a I cool I can't theme. choose that. Right. Yeah. And then the only other candidate I was leaning towards is, do I choose like Sam Wilson's kind of new theme, which I commented on not loving? Mm-hmm. And then... Do I choose Zemo, which I love Zemo, and I love that little hint, but it's so short. It's just a... Yeah. It works, but is that on the level of Spider-Man? I don't know that I have the same, like, association with it. End of rant. No, no. I mean, I think that that is the really interesting takeaway from this. Like, there are some that that I... Like, I think if I had more slots, I would probably put uh, Jackman's Captain America theme in, because I do like that one a lot. Um, the like that one's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and and the way that like that one's one that's that's used pretty well and can be like upbeat and exciting and also kind of tragic. Like the way it's used at the end of Winter Soldier when the helicarriers are going down and he's falling into the water. 
Um, but even that one's hard to choose because you, like Cap already has a theme. You know right. what it is. It's your number right. one pick. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, I think, and yeah, you're right. It starts to get like, I mean, with, like I, I enjoy, you know, Brian, Brian Tyler is, is a guy that, that I find so interesting because every time I come across a, a film, <laughs> Candace and I have been watching through, uh, this is a conversation for another time, the Fast and Furious films <laughs> recently oh, for the first time. Okay. I've never seen them. But Kyle, do you know who scores most of those films? Does he really? Does Brian he really? Tyler. Is it good or not? Is it good It's or great. Not? It's great. Really? I mean, okay. you know, it's, it's not them. like, there. you know, there's nothing, you're not going to walk away like necessarily wowed, but they're well done scores. But my point in, in saying that is, yeah, every time I come across his stuff, I'm always impressed. I do feel like he, he might have done some harm, though, in, in his placement in the MCU. And, and that's where I don't know if it was his call or, like, Feige's call or, or certain directors. But, like, whenever he came in, he tended to change things up musically for those characters, right? So he did that with Thor. Iron Again, Man. Again, Iron Man, yeah. I mean, and to great effect, I think, and I, I, I would argue, like, some of the stuff we get on that Thor 2 score is better than the stuff from the Thor score. Um, the opening credits is different because right. he did it? Yep. And, and again, it's all stuff I love. I guess I just wish that he had either done that in a way that incorporated the stuff that we already had. Like, I think he, you know, he could have found a way to either work with elements of the first Iron Man score or the second one, at least work with them somewhat, even just to the degree that, that we saw in Ragnarok. Um, and even in, even the Avengers, the age of Ultron score that, that he and Danny Elfman split up is kind of noticeably different from the first film like you you know you listen to the avengers score which was sylvester and then infinity war and endgame are both sylvester and age of ultron is the only one that that isn't and they still use the avengers theme um but again it, it still kind of breaks away from that which if mm -hmm. anything shows me that's actually maybe an example of what i i kind of wish he had done with these others like if he's gonna break some like still just have some some connection there um, some overlap, and anyway, but I, my other thought on Tyler has been as we as we're going through this, I would love to see him come back though. Like I, I really do like the marks he's made. Um, I just kind of wish that it it wasn't always such a left turn. I think that's fair. To close my last tangents on this here, because <laughs> I got to get some th more thoughts out. Like <laughs> where the okay. Oh, uh, if we accept that Tony's theme was ACDC, like where was Black Widow's theme? Like, why isn't that memorable? Where's Loki's? Where is Hulk's? Like there yeah. are still opportunities missed where they could have given us more characters. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And then so my last thought is to the extent that in the future they use bum, 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 ba -da -dum for just Star-Lord, like, if that kind of becomes Star-Lord's hmm. theme more than just the group of the Guardians, just hypothetically, let's say they don't find Gamora and she doesn't join the Guardians again. And let's say that Guardians 3 ends with one of the other Guardians dying. Okay? So, let's say Drax is gone or something. Right. If that were to happen, are they still going to use the bum, 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 for just Star-Lord? Because if that's the case, that would maybe be my number one seed. So that's the last thought I would say. Yeah, and and I would actually be okay with that, I think. I definitely associate that more 
like the the memorable moments from that theme tend to turn on Star Lord in my head. Right, because like they use it quietly with the song "To the Stars" when he's mm-hmm. giving the speech and talking about his mom, and it's boom, 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 you know, and it's playing yeah. like a quiet piano. And then obviously when it's one of the coolest moments in the MCU, which is "Take My Hand, Peter," it's blasting that, you know, boom, boom, right. boom, boom, boom. Um, so Man. that would be my number one. But dude, this was a fun exercise. So so here's my roster, okay? Scarlet Witch, Ant Man, Vulture. Captain Marvel and Spider-Man. Man, it's a good it's a good crew. And your roster is Doctor Strange, Killmonger, Winter Soldier, Captain America, and Thor. So I think you I, I have all of mine are I believe from different composers. Yeah, and you you have two Christoph Beck ones, but I think otherwise the the rest are from different folks, right? Oh, I got two Christoph Beck ones and two Michael Giacchino ones with Vulture and Spider-Man. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, man, yeah. So, um, so tell us who's more right or wrong. We will post a poll, I think, right, on social media yep. at the FFW Podcast of whose roster of theme music, not fighting people, whose <laughs> roster of theme music do you like more? Team Ravi or Team Kyle? Let's go. But also, as we said so many times, this episode brought up some fun discussions that we've been wanting to have just about music in the MCU in general. If you're interested in more of that, check out our journey through the MCU playlist on Spotify. Like I said, Robbie's put a bunch of time on that, but also that's not all. Speaking of music, Robbie, how fitting is this? So we said at the beginning of this episode that we had a special, an extra special announcement that we were going to save for the end here, which is fitting because we've been talking about music in the MCU. If you are a fan of music in the MCU, and particularly if you are a fan of the music from the Captain America films, Mm. then you are going to be in for a real treat this Friday. Because this Friday, we at Friends From Work will be interviewing Henry Jackman. Let's go! The composer of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, and of course, most recently, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Man, this is one that we cannot wait for you guys to hear. This gets me so excited. It's hard to put into words. (laughs) I am so pumped to talk to him. This is hopefully a trend that I want to start personally. Robbie and I have we, as we've said so many times, are both musicians. And so we kind of thought a unique route this podcast could take is I would love to talk to some of these composers. I want to talk to Henry Jackman and I want to talk to Christoph Beck because they did these most two recent shows. And I hope that this is a stinking blast for you guys to listen to. And we're going to, we're going to nerd out a little bit. I mean, we're going to ask him some nerdy music questions. Like some of the stuff we're talking (laughs) here is just the tip of the iceberg of what I'm going to ask Henry Jackman. So I can't wait for that. That's going to be coming up later this week. Let's go. So not only are we back in the swing of doing podcast episodes, not only is Loki coming out in under a month, not only do we now have t-shirts available on our website, the ffwpodcast.com, not only can you now donate to the podcast on the ffwpodcast.com, but also we have some really fun interviews coming up that include Henry Jackman and 
and some other guests. So this is rolling. We're going full steam. No stopping us now. Like, what are we doing? I love it so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I'm excited for the future of Friends from Work, Robbie. I mean, I don't, I've, I've never been more excited. And I hope that you guys are excited as well. Um, we love hearing from you. We've loved hearing from you more than ever uh, through the Falcon, the Winter Soldier. And we have a feeling that uh, things are just going to continue to explode here with Loki. But if you're not already, please follow us on, on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. There's going to be some way to follow us, and we always appreciate that. And it actually makes it easier to pop up into your feed. And if you do enjoy talking with us some online, that's been one of the most fun things about this this whole process for us. Um, we are on all the foreign social media, at the FFW Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Come and talk to us there. And uh, let us know if you have your own thoughts on uh, favorite themes. And, of course, that's where you can go to, uh, to vote on which of our teams takes the gold. And lastly, just to give you one other tiny little teaser. So the Henry Jackman interview comes out this week. Next week, Monday, we officially are diving into our Loki prep. So get ready for that. It's going to be a special week where we have a new episode coming out Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we will be re-releasing our other episodes that included Loki. So if you're joining our podcast and you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to all of the other episodes, we are officially starting a rewatch that gets us prepped for Loki and a re-listen to podcast episodes that will lead us right into the new Disney Plus show. And with that note, we'll talk about this a little bit more later. We kind of had a curveball thrown at us with Loki is now going to be coming out on Wednesdays, not Fridays like every other Disney Plus thing. So stay tuned on how that's going to affect your favorite podcast, FFW. <laughs> we are going to try to get those episodes out to you guys on Thursday. Okay, so don't hold us to that yet, okay? We got a little bit of time to figure that out. <laughs> but we're going to try to watch it on Wednesday and get it out on Thursday so that it's right away ready for your consumption, okay? There's so much we're excited about, guys. We cannot wait. As Robbie said, thank you so much for listening. It still means so much to us when you listen, leave comments, tell your friends. We love it so much. And we'll see you next time on Friends from Work. Friends from Work.